Now, it is certainly a my. It is a Mississippi pleasure to have you, gentlemen of the Orient, here in our fine state. Uh, mm-hmm. it is definitely made. It is certainly a, we are making a business proposition that has never been made on on Mississippi soil, and I appreciate your adapting to the custom of the, uh, our fine state of Mississippi people. Now, gentlemen, there seems to be some type of confusion. I have. I have had I have so I have had diarrhea inside of my diaper and you'll have to excuse me. My wife will take care of any need. Now gentlemen, it's uh promptly must be going. I seem <laughs> to have had diarrhea inside of my diaper. <laughs> The squint you do when you do any voice like that is always so good. A deep bow to you, gentlemen. I must be going. (laughs) I'm speaking far too much for the gravity of the emergency that's taking place right now. Meanwhile, meanwhile, pulling up his platform shoes. His white summer pants are all just totally... He keeps backing into the corner. Now... The door has seemed to be moved on me. Oh, honey! <laughs> and um, she carries him out. <laughs> yeah, in his in his fucking uh, pole, like the one of those like wicker wheelchairs. Oh God, those! There was one of those. You might you might have even been in Philly when this was like out front of. There's that. There's like a thrift store oh, yeah, curio yeah. shop called uh-huh. Jinxed that was like selling like you know they have like old furniture and stuff like out front the sort of things you know that you. That you'd see out front of a yard sale, you know, uh-huh. you if it's a piece of furniture, why not leave it outside for passersby to sort of test it out, right? Right. Um, and I remember one time they had like an old fucking like wicker wheelchair with like the leg <laughs> restraints and stuff. It was like some like antique you could buy. Like who in their fucking mind? I've never seen a more haunted object in my entire life. It's got like a fucking electric chair attachment. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had a strange experience walking by there. One of Andy's first times in Philly, this guy just had the most bizarre look on his face. And he was the presumably the guy that worked there. And he's looking at us all weird. And he's holding this conch shell. And I'm like, are you just weird? Or I was like, everything cool? Because he was kind of looking at us like bug-eyed. And he's like shaking this conch shell around. And I'm like... All right, where are we at, man? I'm just waiting for the moment where you tell me what's going on. And then he, like, just breaks the shell and then points at this, like, tiny little spider and looks at me in the eyes. And he's like, Black Widow. Was it? I guess. I don't Did know. Did you see the distinct markings? I didn't Come see on. it. <laughs> It's, it's the, the X where its asshole is. <laughs> That's where the devil left his seal, his brand. That's where the, the devil let, left his little kiss. That's why the asshole looks like a little kiss. <laughs> That's where, hey, don't let the don't let the door hit you where the good Lord kissed you. <laughs> oh, it's good. You know that was the original version of the phrase. That's <laughs> crazy how etymology Okay. Shane, I feel like it's been a dog's age since oh, I saw you. How you man. been? <laughs> it's been what two and a half weeks? Um, yeah, maybe like, well, maybe a day less than two weeks. I feel like we recorded on a Thursday, like two weeks. Ago. Thirteen days, third, baby. Bad luck. Third, third, third. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, if we can't put that first one in, did I tell you um what my what that doctor said to me? No, what he said. See, I'm not a bad straight man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you say? Perfect. It's good. Stan Laurel so level good. stuff. <laughs> so good. I'm just cooking over here. I'm like, all right, just get the get the cobwebs out, and you're like, okay, you're 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 the like, uh, what's it what's it called? What's a good like two player game? Chess? No, that's not a it's not a team game. No, uh, a team two player team game. Maybe uh. like. <laughs> boxer and you're my massage shoulder guy you're, yeah i'm uh 
the guy who yeah <coughs> but there's a administers all the creams and shit yeah but i mean he's not yeah, i'm not at no point during a boxing match am i turning around going everything looking good boss <laughs> <laughs> i'm both like i'm both like your it's a little bit like a mix of boxing and horse racing because I'm, right. I'm also I'm, I'm like the fat pompous jackass that makes you run around in a circle because i own you and i'm also your corner man who's giving you uh some right. uh, you know some some positive reinforcement yeah, the, as you're getting pummeled yeah. <laughs> I, i'm putting in the work of a life of two lifetimes trying to win a race and you're this stout and I'm hispanic on my guy that the beats the shit out of me <laughs> oh i meant that i'm the owner not the jockey no. oh okay yeah <laughs> i'm doing some work yeah it would suck right, as a right. horse probably to be getting whipped by a 410 man but i mean right. more on the Slightly taller, much more yeah. rotund uh, gentleman. Yeah, you're the guy that goes to the Kentucky Derby and owns every horse that's racing. Oh, they're all winners. <laughs> oh, you're all my ch- God's children. As and I, I am as your a God. Button flies off my <laughs> oh, the, the strangest feeling just came over me. I feel terribly drunk. <laughs> like four pewter I I... glasses around him. <laughs> oh, I think I've got the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> they must, must have been that water. <laughs> put in tryptophan in the sea of these juleps. Still taking like a laudanum, yeah? <laughs> oh, he's, he's definitely in a wicker wheelchair anyway that's, one of you is that and one of us is i'll be the mint julep anyway did i tell you what this optometrist said to me the other day strangest thing had made my head spinning he uh checked out the two eyeballs that i have lodged in my ass cheeks and he said shane your hindsight is 2020 <laughs> i've never heard that one before that's good i made it up <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm back. I've been back. I've been did a bad bad way for the past two days. <laughs> way, taking way too many pills. I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking I'm fat. Don't let me near. You ever just feel like you could speak a different language? You wake up and you're like, I got it. I can play the piano. Not once. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a part of my brain that just does not work. I don't know. I, I was so bad in Spanish class. I remember Kale Pash and I one time we were taking. It was like the first test on like the preterite case. This would have been like Spanish too. Uh huh. And I remember like Senora Golden like calling us in, thinking that we had cheated off of one another because we had both done so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> like we both had like obscene wrong answer. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, for the record, I was not cheating off him. I don't know if he's cheating off me, but yeah, we had like a fifty-four percent and a fifty-two percent respectively. No, I've never felt like I could speak another language, but I'm sorry if I stepped on a. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Stepped on something you were going for there. I had nothing. I was nothing there. Well, uh, I d- I did uh I took um Spanish in college and I did <laughs> Duolingo recently and got through like uh, a few steps and I turned to Annie and I was like I think I could speak Spanish. <laughs> okay, I guess I've been there with Duolingo. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I'm for a while I was doing pretty... the app every day and I was like, wow, wow. this is like intermediate. I'm impressive. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, the difference between being intermediate and fluent is like seven more years of like high intensity like, training. Uh, of like yeah, of like living in a community where people are speaking this language all the time. It's really yeah. I um I, I the people who put like basic proficiency in a language they took in high school. Oh like, my that's, god, that's how I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm folks. guilty of that. Like <laughs> like I think I have Spanish. Latin elementary proficiency <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh vini vini vici because uh vini actually it's pronounced winnie winnie wiki. <laughs> it's a it's a hard C and there was no V sound. Yeah. Fun fact for you. <laughs> that sounds like a Harry Potter meme. Mm, oh, speaking of, they're reading the first Harry Potter book uh, on Instagram right now. I, like, oh. if I if you could erase one piece of pop culture from history, what would it be? Because I think that would be mine, Harry. And it's sad because mm. it's like something I liked. Yeah, for a long but time what would life. be the? Because there's got to be something that's going to fill that gap. Like, what is it? Would it be better if it was like? 
I don't even know what it would be. Maybe well, yeah, Aragon. honestly, if Harry Potter had never come around, yeah, you're right. Like, Lord of the Rings would have just become, like, a YA the thing. The only. They would have been writing, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't speak any other language as Shane, but one language I like to think I do speak every now and then is the language of comedy. Oh, and, I uh, love that. Love that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we've been talking on this season, Shane, about a guy who really seems to, uh, in addition to French, maybe some other languages, Probably some English. Yeah. Seem to really be uh, especially fluent. You might even call it his first language. He seems to be especially fluent in uh, the language of comedy. Shane, any thoughts, uh, preliminary thoughts on Tati's final work? Yeah, Pahad? I've been thinking about Sorry. this bastard. And how tall do you think he is? Because he's got he's tall probably, guy energy. He does. He's very gangly. He's probably like 6'4". Let's see. Let's see if we can find this information. Let's see if people were listing their heights back in the 50s and 60s. Some some, uh, savvy internet tour stood next to him and was like, "Mm, based on my height. He's 6'3", according to... uh, It's not cited, just if you Google Jacques Tati height, he was 6'3". I feel like the only thing funnier than a... um, Well, do you think fat people are funnier? Like, funny fat people are funnier, or... Big, like, 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 freakishly tall, funny people are funnier. Um, I think the funniest, like, frame you can have for comedic bits is a combination. You need to be mm. like a Ben <laughs> Kissel sized person, right? Seeing right. like last podcast on the live made me realize just like how much your comedic potential increases when you're like six, seven, three hundred twenty pounds. Insane. You know, insane because he's like, not even funny. No, no, but it's just you look at him and you go, mm, man, anything that guy says is a laugh riot. Um, no, I, I do. I do. I think fat guy comedy or tall guy comedy is funnier. Honestly, after Tati, I think tall guy comedy is funnier. When he does the sports <laughs> pantomime stuff in this, you're like, yeah, you couldn't really. This would not read if a short guy were doing it or a guy whose mm. whole bit was just that he was really thin or a whole guy whose bit was that he was really fat. There's a certain there's a certain comedy that you really you get a lot more like you're just reaching your full extension, so to speak, right, when you're, right. like, over 6'1". It helps his like mind, yeah. His freaking, like, shaft, I don't know what it's called, the shin of your arm, he can uh, reach, uh, he's got so much dang expressive. His all nine is radius. There you go. <laughs> um, he's so expressive, like, he can, he can practically kick a field goal between these things, which helps when he's doing his field goal bits. Yeah, so, okay, so... The movie, um, like all of these movies, because I guess they've been like restored and like remastered, and a lot of them are like kind of cobbled together from stuff that like Tati shot later. And I, I don't use cobbled in like a negative connotation there, just in the sense right, that right. I think there were movies where Tati like didn't get it right the first time I went back. This one um, opens with probably like, the briefest title cards of all of these Criterion uh, films of his that have the the title cards, and it basically just mentions that he was kind of like returning to his roots and uh, doing the sporting impressions act. Uh, through which he made his name mm. and he does this act as part of the the circus in uh, Stockholm Sweden um so like you sell me on that sporting impression thing in the opening title card I know that like okay so Tati like made his name doing these like sports pantomimes I'm I'm ready to see him I'm I'm going like okay all mm-hmm. right when are we getting to the fireworks factory mm-hmm. here I'm I'm, I'm 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 amped I'm geared up I'm ready to see him mm-hmm. and I gotta say the boxing one in particular does not disappoint oh honestly like I'm glad he didn't open with that because I saw the soccer one. I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I man. certainly couldn't do this, but you know, I bet a, I bet a great comedian in the style of uh, I don't know who who plays the who plays Cam on Modern Family. Oh <laughs> a comedian in the style, a comedian in the style of <laughs> oh Eric God. Stone Street could do this. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> and then he does that boxing one where uh, he's pantomiming getting punched in the head. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and his hair is all stuff. over the place. Yeah. I thought the f- doing like the slumped over in the ring. Yeah, I think f- the fishing one had the biggest impact on me of uh, yeah. just kind of like weirdly finagling a tiny little string. It's like uh-huh. he really he really shines a light on uh, the motions of fishing. Just there's some tininess, there's some bigness, there's some there's some rapidity, or some real boring ass moments. But yeah, and he gets at all of that, and he also just gets at like all of like the little ridiculousness and business associated with like it's. It seems like it's no coincidence that he picks sports that are especially characterized by pageantry, right? He picks boxing, uh, in which a guy has trademarked the phrase "Let's get ready to rumble." You know, he picks tennis, which is so fucking pretentious. Uh-huh. Um, you know, soccer has all of its it's it's like routines and like rituals associated and with it. Um, of... He gets at the bottom of that, and then yeah. fishing is just so you know. Uh, 
astrology for men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I agree with you that uh, Tati just speaks the comedic language. It seems like uh, miming shit is his in, but it just kind of uh, spreads out through like basically anything that can be pantomimed. He's got just a lockdown on. And yeah, he's like a fucking conductor with the orchestra in this movie. Now we've talked before about like not knowing much about Tati personally. And I think it was on either the playtime or traffic episode. I wondered aloud, like, God, I wonder if he was like a complete asshole. I wonder mm -hmm. if he was like such a tyrant who was like, it's my way or the highway. Cause he, you know, built this insane monument to his vision. And then you see a movie like this, which even for a guy who was in playtime and um, traffic, particularly democratizing the bits and mm -hmm. democratizing comedy and democratizing the story, this is like this is the most democratic comedic film you've ever seen. I mean, one of the first things he says is the real artists and clowns are you, the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, And we get so many scenes right from the beginning of like people constructing the sets as the show is going on. There's like people like painting on the set and stuff like I think the only other artists Tati has really shown us that he's not been, like, making fun of are the musicians in Playtime. I think it's the only other time we've gotten yeah, to see, like, true. other people really kind of take part in uh, the, the the bits in, like, a positive way, not just as creating, like, chaos. I, I, and also, like, them. This, the this movie gets buried. It's great. <laughs> Sorry. Gets, uh, the musicians in Playtime are, like, won't put up with the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> like, and these guys, yeah. Right, yeah, no, exactly. Um, they, they they get up and leave as soon as they realize that, um, well, things are going to shit. And also, another contrast with this in, in Playtime is most of his movies, the ultimate like comedic like, climax is like a, it's a process of like destruction. Mm. It's it's ultimately like, the walls between like Tati's universe and like the rest of the world being broke down. And this this one, we're watching a set being constructed the entire time. We're watching <laughs> these like elaborate like bits coming together. We're watching stuff being built around. It's a much more like constructive movie. It's it's such a positive note for him to end his career on. Like, thank God he didn't turn into some like sad bastard oh like filmmaker. God, thank yeah. God he didn't like internalize like the because like I don't know so many filmmakers like fucking like James Gray gets like kicked around by like Harvey Weinstein. So then you know makes like Lost City of Z. <laughs> I want now it sounds like. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, James Gray <laughs> spent like a year and a half quibbling over funding for a movie, and then made like a Harvey Weinstein character in his movie, and has and has really uh, taken time in every interview to complain about the 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 uh, funding issues that he's had with uh -huh. movies. Tati goes through the fucking personal ringer, is brought to like, and maybe I'm exaggerating here, is brought to destitution by Playtime. <laughs> Truly leaves blood, sweat, and tears on the celluloid, and is met with indifference. And uh -huh. what does he do? How does he repay us? How does he how does he respond? Does he does he bury the people who helped bury him? Does he pile on with, you know, the, 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 the does he does he join a chorus of people saying that the people who held him back, you know, are are, are part of the the problem in Hollywood? No. He gives us traffic and parade. It sounds like I'm saying like Weinstein is good or or that the only bad thing he ever did was this like funny thing with James Gray. No, I'm just saying I think James Gray seems a bit childish about funding over the immigrant uh to like write producer analogs mm. in both of the movies he's made since. Anyway. Yeah, it would really suck if he if he did what every single other director did and made a movie about what it's like making movies. Uh-huh. He's like well, That's the thing, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like Tati could have responded to like fucking playtime being like a relic being a, a, a disappointment financially and kind of like falling on deaf ears by yeah making some fucking like christ on the cross like here see how hard it is to be a filmmaker he could have made like birdman <laughs> instead which yeah no, exactly that's a much better example can you get rid of the thing i said about james gray it could be like birdman <laughs> uh-huh alejandro gonzalez in your finds that critics are not appreciative enough of Babel and Beautiful, despite the fact that they both get Oscar nominations. So he decides to write the fucking most thinly veiled bullshit critic character in the history <laughs> of filmed entertainment for Birdman. Uh -huh. And and suddenly plaudits come rolling back in. Tati gets fucking just kicked to the just kicked in the side, just thrown to the dogs, just left out in the oh, cold. Yeah. And he gives us two I'll, I'll call traffic a comedy classic, and I'll call this perfectly wonderful <laughs> parade is great uh -huh. i gotta be honest i'd rather watch this than ever go to a live circus or any live event for that matter <laughs> this took out everything i don't like about live entertainment uh -huh. finding out where to stand when you go somewhere by yourself oh there's no way at the bar there's nowhere against the railing okay gotta hope i don't stand too close to somebody else like you know it's it's all bits it's all jokes i really like this yeah and uh 
the uh, it's it seems like he really just wanted every he wanted everyone to feel like they were having fun. He didn't like instead yeah. of making it like a stage, it's like a big round and everything is lit. All the all the com- the crowd is all lit. It 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 almost it's like a disservice that it's a movie and that the people there just couldn't enjoy it like on their own. Uh huh. Right, you, you almost <laughs> right because Tati's like constantly like hectoring them, like "Come on, pay attention!" And you're like, no. <laughs> it would have been nice to just sit, sort of sit and enjoy it. But I, you almost want to experience this movie from like a. I, we were making fun of Oculus Rifts off mic. This is a movie that you'd actually like to experience as sort of a VR sensation because it must have been really <laughs> quite something. And with all of like, he gives the crowd. There's like several minutes of like the crowd filing in. You get a lot of like crowd business yeah. uh, as people are kind of like settling into their seats. And how about the opening being shot on video? weird the a lot hell? of weird little and then some yeah. some scenes were like extremely crisp film uh-huh the, the transition is weird it yeah is. there's like oh, and and in the digital part they like fucking pasted in weird like those balls at the like top corner of the screen you know the, like weird balls that they're showing in the beginning that are like being painted i don't know they just like pasted them in at the top of the screen i'm like this looks like fucking dog shit well that's what half of ebert's review is complaining about the transfer from film to digital is like him going like well you know it really doesn't read maybe maybe we should have just kept this to swedish tv but um as, as you probably gleaned from the way we're describing it um this has even less of a plot than the majority of tati's films do um at least we're like nominally following following characters mm-hmm. in those movies. This time it really is just kind of it, it's like a film concert. And Ebert really took umbrage with this. I guess he wrote this review in 1986, so what the, the man had 30 years say? to correct. Maybe he maybe he changes. I wanted to read one paragraph for you in particular because I really think you would like it. I know you're a fan of uh, of the great the... poet Robert Frost, mm. um, and uh, <laughs> he brings him up in this really stirring paragraph. Wonderful, um, wonderful. I can't wait to hear what Robert what a uh, fucking Roger Ebert has to say about robert frost it is a strange film sometimes charming but more often frustrating now i can't imagine a more charming film or a less frustrating one if you're gonna be honest (laughs) it's also just like a document of like this thing that he did it's not really coming off as like you wouldn't shit on a concert film for not like giving us the fucking story of the roadie right um it's a strange film sometimes charming more often frustrating Robert Frost said writing free verse was like playing Shut tennis up. without a net. Hmm. Maybe Parade is free verse in movie form, a film without story, without strong purpose, without the obvious hooks, gimmicks, and angles that modern movie audiences have come to expect. It just sort of unfolds. Yeah, point being, I don't think... Right. Have you, and this is ostensibly coming from someone who had seen all of Tati's other films, and he's suddenly up in arms about a movie simply unfolding rather than, I don't know, unfurling? <laughs> I, it seems like he's uh, kind of like taking tati up on like the highest ground that he like has rightly deserved but he also does it by like being funny and having fun and not taking things too seriously and like trying to show that and i guess like it's almost a disservice to view tati as like this like high artist because he so badly wants to like connect to just like everyone and it seems it's so like you said democratic the every bit is like funny to everyone and not like really at anyone's if it's at anyone's expense it's at humanity's expense and like i don't know it's just fucking lame for him to be like this isn't as groundbreaking as the other stuff that changed the way i look at the world frankly i think it's at the expense of people like roger ebert who would say where's the where's the plot Where's the machination? <laughs> where's the gimmick? You know, like, uh, where's right. the rising and falling? Uh, it's famously how Roger Ebert talks. <laughs> tiny Robert, tiny. Whiny, I keep calling him Robert voice. Frost now. Why Why bring up Robert Frost, though? Sorry. Not you, <laughs> well, but why does he? He obviously felt the need to. Why? I don't understand that. This is the rare early, this is the rare time when Roger Ebert wrote kind of a crappy review for like a generally well-liked movie. Uh, and then didn't like rescind it through like a great movie uh, essay later in his life. I guess Blue right. Velvet being the most famous example, but I not. I, I mean, I guess like we sort of alluded to it. Parade is is certainly Tati's less least well known film. Um, sure. I don't know. I guess some people don't consider it one of his films <laughs> at all because it was made for TV. But right. I, I I I I almost want to bring out the galaxy brain take that this is like a major Tati work because it really okay, does seem to be okay. the apotheosis of the democratic comedy that he's going for in something like Playtime. Right. It's um, almost like and he's also finally liberated from the Tati character, the Tati character, yeah, or true. The, the 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 Hulo character. 
He's wearing a little suit. He looks real cute. He's got. He's just doing his routine because he knows that's what the people come for. But you know, let's the. Uh, he doesn't bonk you over the head with it, even though he could. Um, it also seems like he's like, <laughs> like filmmaking is secondary to his just like, uh, just funny man brain. Uh huh. It's just how right. he and shows this, it. Yeah, and this this seems to be like a reminder of that. It, it seems to almost suggest that like the insane like set building and stuff of playtime was almost a distraction from just the fucking like comedy. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, true making people laugh yeah like there's not really much you need i mean tati he uses a, just a freaking fold-up chair and he's got six bits out of it doesn't even use a give freaking that ball give that man a fold-up piece of ham i have a feeling that one will slide under the <laughs> e.t <laughs> <laughs> slick in a wig. Oh man, um, Ben, are you I, getting high? Have I been getting high? Not for the last two days, actually. Now JSB texted me as we were as soon as we were about to start recording. He was like, "Yo, you want to meet up today, tonight, or tomorrow?" And I was like, "Well, I'm about to jump on a recording for half an hour. I want to do tomorrow." And then, uh, so I guess I'm. You tell him what the recording was. Well, I said my podcast. <laughs> He didn't ask. That's such an entrepreneur. Not not. To well, I said recording know. a podcast. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Right. And he's like, "Cool, peace." <laughs> You're right. I should have. <laughs> I should have been more vague. So he'd have been like, "Oh, what are you recording?" <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bad salesman. I I, pi- I picture him as like the most famous guy in Philadelphia, and <laughs> to hear that you guys are on texting terms is very funny to me. Are most people on texting terms the people they uh? They bleep, bleep, bleep their bleep from, from. <laughs> um, but I mean, he just but by his internet presence, it makes it seem like he's like untouchably like wealthy and just like a, uh, like, you know, Rolex guy or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, you he said he's pretty down to idea. earth. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I like about him. Um, also because he's the only person I've ever bleeped bleeped from who actually answers my fucking text messages when right. I send them. You know, I've never like I've, I've very rarely been like. Recently, you know, I'll, I'll cut him some slack. Things are moving slow in the uh, in the pandemic. Uh-huh. But uh, no, in general, like he's texted me back several days later to be like, "Hey, you still need like hey that you... that's unheard of." How you liking that um, that <laughs> d- Midnight Club Dub Edition that I sold you a couple days ago? <laughs> right, I mean that's like like that's you 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 bleep bleep from a hundred people. You're gonna get a text like that <laughs> once. once. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many times I bleep bleep and haven't heard a word to this day. Yeah, um, I like that this. Well, <laughs> like is maybe a strong word. I, <laughs> the the circus at times seems like a celebration of like white ethnic stereotypes. Um, mm. We open with a, a hockey team doing kind of like acrobatics. We uh-huh. get like a German beer hall sort of orchestra. Oh yeah. Um, we get like Italian shtick. We get French shtick. And I, I got to say, the only like problematic racial stereotype, the only <laughs> group of people they make fun of in this that it's not okay to make fun of is there's like these Native American cutouts, which I guess is not making fun of. Mm. But, you know, the only the only potentially problematic iconography that's that uh, wouldn't pass today. Wouldn't pass here. muster. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wouldn't pass mustard. So to mustard. Speak. He wouldn't pass mustard. Oh, what is he? My teenage son. You see Locks him uh, up, can't pass it. You see when the, <laughs> there was a whole hubbub about AJ spilling milk at the table a couple episodes ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, then Tony's yeah, yeah. covered in fucking mustard. <laughs> uh, oh, the show is so good. We were talking about it, how, like, I need to revisit it because, like, just the idea of seeing this 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 guy who, like, has the power to have people killed and lives in a huge McMansion and has several Gumars is also plagued by all the same cucked hang-ups as me. And, like, <laughs> I had no idea the degree to which that is true. The first, especially the seasons where Olivia's alive and they're just constantly, like, sparring, you realize, like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, mobsters are just like us. <laughs> Man, they really just, you know, <laughs> say different, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying watching it again and just being, like... <laughs> like I'm the fucking Vatican tour guide showing somebody around uh-huh. like to Annie being like, yeah, there's a beach in North Jersey and I pooped in the water one time. 
Oh yeah, it occurred to me. Yeah, like someone from California might not recognize, might, might not realize that there is like that much coastline in New Jersey. That I don't know. Thankfully, despite living here for far more than three quarters of my life, I've still never been to the Jersey Shore, and mm. we're gonna we're gonna keep this going for the You've next twenty five years. I'm unfortunate enough to be alive. No, no, I've never Whoa. been. Oh, <laughs> I guess your family yeah. vacations are all to like shithole Pennsylvania. <laughs> No, no. I used to go to the Outer Banks, which oh, okay. I mean is that's... not is is not a, really a step up from the Jersey Shore. But I mean, I don't know. that's it's like at least... the fucking seems like your family had something to say about the Jersey Shore if they're going to OBX. I think it was probably more like that. No, I think it was just because we didn't like my parents like didn't like live around here. They're not like so we didn't have like a house. You know, we didn't have like a beach house. Right, 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 like, right, right. I don't know. So many people we went to school with is OBX have, like extended like a family that are hotel situation. Uh, I mean, we used to rent a house. Um, gotcha. I, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure there are. That's what we did at the J sure Shore. Yeah, I'm sure there are people for whom it's an analogous thing, but I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like most of the, uh, not most, a lot of people we went to school with had lived in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, central New Jersey area for several generations, uh, and we're at a point where, like, their grandparents had a beach house or what have you. Right, right, right. I feel like o- OBX <clears throat> was the, was the, it was the make or break. You know, yeah. you're either in OBX cult or you're not. Either been to Is it or like you that? ain't. I don't know. I just <laughs> like, never I... been, and I saw the bumper stickers, and I was like, "What's the bumper what, sticker what kind is of very much sex thing, yeah. cult is getting run over uh-huh. at OBX that I don't know about? Uh-huh. No, by the time we stopped going, I, I, when we were going was not when I was like aware of things outside of myself, I don't think. I was never... Let me say, I was not online when we were going, so I was not <laughs> conscious of like people's perceptions right, right, of things. Right. And I mean, uh, you probably the discourse had a, you and pr- such. What were your ideas about people that went to the Jersey Shore? Um, I generally, when I thought of the Jersey Shore, I thought of the boardwalk and I thought of this crass t- crass T-shirt. So I generally thought of this sort of a, <laughs> it's like, pretty much a, a it is. sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm not like I, I'm hardly like a, I, I, I'm hardly like you know a. Uh, a I'm hardly an aristocrat, and I, I try not to be a classic. So it's not as if I would have like turned up my nose. Right? Have you? You haven't been to AC, Atlantic City? No, nah, never. Damn. Nah, not once. Not a once. Coney? Yeah, no, it's wild. I've never been to Coney either, and I actually would really like to go to Coney you Island. Would like Coney Island? I've never been either. But first person I would think of is like if I had to give a friggin' plane ticket to Coney Island, it would be you. Can I tell you something really unsurprising? You're gonna. This is like the most unsurprising thing you'll ever hear in your entire life. You know who loves Coney Island? Elliot. No, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's ever been actually, but yeah, Carter loves it. He's always like, you know, a dream of mine is what if I were mayor of New York and I could rebuild Coney Island? <laughs> wow. Okay, that makes sense. I guess. How do you feel about the musical elements in this, Bennett? Uh, love them. I, I was really like, wow, this has everything. At the end, we get we're getting like a psychedelic rock performance, I and mean, we were really yeah. kind of getting like the full gamut of like what performance can bring. I mean, uh-huh. we get everything from the very beginning. There's like a Mister Sophistication ass dude that walks out of the beginning of <laughs> him, the kind of older, fatter guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's right behind the guy who's walking on his hands. <laughs> he get, he does ev- he makes the orchestra do every single thing you ever thought of when you saw like a live orchestra playing, which is like just bungle it. Be like. What uh-huh. if, like, the two guys bumped sticks? Or, like, what if one guy went on too long? Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah, it's that bit when he's just dancing to the orchestra is so good. <laughs> and that's it. You're finally seeing Tati after all of this, like, struggle and all of this, like, debt and all of this, like, indifference uh-huh. from the people who we thought were his peers and his, you know, people who we thought were his champions in the critical right, press. Right. It's just him just he's dancing. Just fucking dancing. No critics, no reviews, no fucking company men. Just a rapt audience. A rapt audience at home uh-huh. huddled around their phones. Me and a rapt audience in Stockholm, Sweden. Man. Um, I really liked the ending, too. I thought the ending was really sweet. Let's tell to the folks at home who didn't see the ending. Well, I, I was yeah, I was hoping you would you would say something like that. Uh, well, the end of these two kids kind of come up on stage and start like painting on the set. And it reminded me Aww. of the ending of uh, Jour de Fit. Um, him sort of seemingly kind of like handing the reins to Aww, more yeah, sort of totally. you know, clowns and artists. I didn't think you know? about that for, with Jour de Fit. Is that the kid is like kind of taking over the mailman job, but also taking over the job of just being a dang goofball. 
just being yeah, bringing uh, bringing fun and laughter to the world. You know? And same with uh, same with uh, what's it called? Modern Times. Um, uh, my uncle. Yeah, yes. my uncle also sort of ends same with, with yeah. That. It's like the kid. He's he was kind of like his way of life won out in the end, and it's like. Yeah, goofball legacy. This shit does not. And maybe stop that kid's gonna pass me. it on to his parent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, now I would have loved to have seen a sequel to Mon Uncle with uh, the uh, not the titular uncle, the uh, the father. The dad. Would have loved to have clown. seen <laughs> my dad. Yeah. Oh my uh. god. <laughs> Mon pair. Yeah. Mon pair. No clue. <laughs> um, I'm learning French. I told you that already. Are you um are you, you you taking like Zoom lessons or I'm uh, taking yeah I got fucking railroaded into Zoom but it's not so bad I'm sure right as you were starting is when this all right. happened it right? was literally on the third <laughs> lesson it was like oh yeah uh-huh. you went twice um it's over now your fun is over but it, it's good I mean I I'm I've surprised myself in how much I enjoy like classes and hobby type shit it's a very fun. Um, I sometimes miss class quite a lot when I'm being like pedantic to like John and Matt and Jenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like yeah. Jenna and I were like FaceTiming the other day and I said something along the lines of, well, you know, Jenna Howard Hawks said a good movie's four good scenes and no bad scenes. And I was like, who am I even, who am I, <laughs> who am I talking <laughs> She doesn't care. She's making fun of me immediately for She's saying like, something like this. <laughs> not listening. Yeah. She's like, wait, what did you say? The, I feel like the classroom setting is the epitome of your newfound kind of way of being which is everybody better be nice to me today which is what you have mm-hmm. to do in the classroom or else you can complain mm-hmm. which is were, you, were people were people always nice to one another in your classrooms in college i feel like we would have quite a bit of sparring really maybe it was literary because classes. Too close. people would just shut their mouth i've yeah. said such embarrassing and like in, like incriminating things and people have just said mum uh-huh. I yeah, I think it was just a ver- by virtue of being like you know often you know twelve people classes and a lot of uh, I mean you're you're like people taking lit theory classes are often people who really like to sort of hear themselves talk so why not right you know? and they're like I disagree because I'm gonna, I'm trying something new <laughs> I disagree because I'm trying something new today. I disagree because disagree was the uh, word of the day on my calendar ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr Burns just entered the room. <laughs> Uh, it's a Simpsons joke for you, folks. Check it out. I don't know if you Check haven't seen it. it. Folks, <laughs> have you heard of the show Simpsons? Have you guys heard of this show? It's it's been on Simpsons. I think it's called <laughs> Simpsons. I think it's called. It's been on for forever. Um, ben. folks, uh, it, Shane. D- yes. Uh, I was gonna say in in trying times like these, I think we could all. God, I cannot believe I just said in trying times like these. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and count how many of these fucking commercials start with that exact phrase. Some guy thought he was being really literary, saying trying. Fucking kill trying. me. <laughs> you know, yeah, trying like, can be an adjective, too. <laughs> that's like, uh, you know, forlorn hope is like a mispronounce. It's like a mi- It's like a German phrase that was mis- like thought Someone thought it was English, I guess, and it turned in. It was like verlern herf. Some shit like that. So forlorn hope is just some bullshit some like fake English guy made up. Another one of those is when people say that's not my forte. Apparently you're not supposed to say forte. Like forte is just the musical term. You're supposed to say that's not my fort and it's still spelled with an E. But like that's one of those things like if you correct somebody like you're the asshole. But um uh what was I saying? Like in times like these folks, um we do it a little bit of uh we do a little bit of fun, a little bit of laughter, a little bit of clowning around, mm. so to speak. Um and uh do yourself a favor. Check out Jacques Tetti's parade. See, yeah. I didn't pronounce it with the mock French accent there. That's where it all comes around on Real Rap, is that <laughs> things tend to go a little differently than how you expect them to go. I'm, I'm growing. Tetti's growing. <laughs> right, right. I would say um, if you don't catch parade, if you don't have the Criterion channel, which if you've gotten this far, I'll give you my Criterion password. <laughs> I will call the freaking voicemail. I I gotta renew it at the end of the month. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say if you can't watch parade, if you can't watch Jour de Fête, if you can't watch fucking Mononcle, if you can't watch the dang vacations of Mister Man. Watch a, observe a child for a while. Um, they don't really understand, I think, 
or depending on where they're at, probably someone who's like eight or under. Just watch them go. Have fun with them. I don't, you probably don't have access to a kid, but if you do, just look at one for a while. They, they're very fun. Finn got a, a Nintendo Switch, my nephew. I saw on Instagram, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just reliving the that. Do you remember the first time you got you got like a... Like a video game system? Yeah. I remember when I got the PS2, and I don't think I'll ever be that happy again in my life. Insane, yeah. insane, insane. Yeah. Seeing that happen um, with I... him, he's waking up, and he's like... um. He's he played I don't I don't know if you saw this but he's been playing Animal Crossing with one of Chelsea's like adult friends and uh like there, I've watched a video of them like fishing together and I'm like this is fucking insane that he can like uh-huh. he can't text but he can uh tan uh, di- I I am digressing here but he and I like we can't text but he one time got on the phone and just started sending me emojis like rapid fire like he'll do it for a hundred texts and nothing will stop him and i was sending them back and then like a day later chelsea was like he was dying laughing so hard at like the emojis i was like holy shit we found a way <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, like i don't know nature finds a way <laughs> yeah um but uh seeing his uh he's like waking up like you could tell michelle that i'm ready to play animal crossing if she's ready and he's just constantly like thinking about what he's gonna do in animal crossing i was like playing call of duty and like drawing the weapons in class (laughs) yeah no i uh it's been fun it's been fun that he's playing like animal crossing too because i don't know a a nostalgic game for me that i've been glad to see make a comeback and i've been thinking about i don't know i haven't played a video game in so long like i'm just like there's thankfully a rabbit hole i've not stuck my head down in a long yeah, time it's that, a like, bad maybe i could hole. either fall down it and spend too much time or maybe i could just waste a bunch of money on something that doesn't like hold that i don't end up liking um i know i can't i can't i know you game keep, i can't keep bringing it up to you i i stopped recently but i just have access to it so i do sometimes but uh it's a shameful habit it doesn't everyone in your life we're... make is it's just <laughs> it's a bad thing for everyone Speaking of shameful habit, I was not kidding about dipping again. I got a, I got a tin. Damn, I was, I was curious. Packing lips. Uh, here it is. Nice, dude. It's empty. Uh- <laughs> um, speaking of, I started Just taking. Healthy. Do, does it feel good? It's great. Yeah, still feels great. great. Yeah, That's better than good. smoking cigs. Nice. You still smoking cigs? Because I was thinking of getting no, into it. I have not smoked a cig in um like i mean certainly since quarantine started and probably like a week before that because i mean i only ever really smoke when i'm around jenna i it's been it's been it's sucked doing like facetiming with her and just watching her like chief sigs for like an hour just yeah. like fuck damn it must hearing be, the sound must be a <laughs> type of rosebud moment when you're pet, putting a lip in after years of not um it was a little proustian i won't lie yeah it took me back i was in tg's basement i was in johnny's mercury sable i was oh. i was really <laughs> tg's basement has some wild flavors and taste that's the first time i did salvia and it was like oh, very never... bad time just that flavor i'll always tie in with that i was in a i think i told you i was in an uber a couple months ago and it smelled exactly like his basement it was just like whoa just what such a fucking... setup. What was his? Why? Why were we allowed to smoke there? His mom was very lax. Never saw his mom. Lax. <laughs> not once. Not she a was once. Was always home, but just never. It could have truly been like a cow and chicken situation. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Just is a bottom half of a. Body <laughs> why that was my first? <laughs> why that was my first like <laughs> fake character example? But you know what I mean. Nice, I guess you nice. see half of that, but it wouldn't have been that at all. Uh-huh. More like a more like a Alfred Hitchcock psycho situation. I guess. Well, that's a dead. Body. Well, you know what I mean. What's with those do- barn doors that have a top open and a bottom open? Saloon doors, or no? It's like you a, mean where you, you can, can open a little window. Two doorknobs. Like you can open the top half of the door or the bottom half of the door only. I truly don't know what that would be for. I guess maybe if you had dogs or like something. Bar- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a barn thing. But I was thinking maybe maybe she, if she only had a bottom half of her body, it would, she would benefit from one of those doors. Maybe like sheep and shit can run into this little door. I don't know. Oh yeah, get them all in the house. Pigs just to create chaos. I don't know. Just to cause terror. Oh, it's when you said barn. I was thinking maybe it was like a doors inside the barn. This is like a front door to a it's house. Like a do- it's like a farmhouse thing. Yeah, and there's like a ledge. Maybe it's where you cool. So you your can put pies. a. I was literally yeah. saying it as you said. So you can cool your pies on the windowsill. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Did anyone ever do that in real life, or is that another one of those things like hard hats eating their lunch in a beam? Do you think anyone ever like followed a trail of scent from a cooling pie on a windowsill? Mm, the stink I doubt lines it. that travel across <laughs> town. I don't know. It's a good question. Stealing a pie, the... that's a dastardly that Gold is move. such a dastardly move. It's like Harold Berman with the chick at the ham stuffed under his shirt. It's fucking horse thievery. Because <laughs> it's your neighbor and they just put put the work in on that and you're st- you're stealing the glory basically mm. of that. Which I guess is mm-hmm. what um, going to a grocery store and buying like a nicely decorated cake is. It's like you're basically, you know, the person's not getting just paid kinda... enough for that. You're just stealing. Stealing their valor. Yeah. <laughs> so tasty. Yeah, but most people don't make those cakes, buy those cakes, and then pretend they made them. At least I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> you're basically putting in the same amount of work. Driving there, coming back, putting it in a different box. <laughs> know what i mean have it in the box yeah but i mean some people well, yeah, well, yeah it would be that much effort honestly if someone went through the effort and was really going to spin the web of lies necessary for them to believe that some fucking lightning mcqueen cake was something they whipped up in their own <laughs> kitchen then you know what they deserve to steal that valor they <laughs> if, they can, the if they can convince that eight-year-old yeah, right right i made it the oven's real it's really hot in the kitchen there's like oven mitts and everything everywhere that's like uh fuck I was gonna draw a nice comparison, but I forget what it is. Don't you hate when you lose that last second? That lose touch. that thread. Probably it's never like, happens to Jacques Tati. It's like when you're uh, remember when you get your wisdom teeth out and you're spraying out your gum holes and you're reaching down oh. there with pliers and you're like, oh, pliers, tweezers, and you're like, yeah, I got yeah. that little, that little, got that little piece of, of lettuce. Yeah. And you just <laughs> fuck it at the last second. Ooh, like Thanks. a, I guess a crane game would be a better, less disgusting. Uh, Example there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Same principle applies. Or you know, I gotta precariously to the, trying to lift something. I gotta get to the mall, and now that people aren't around, maybe I can finally put some hours into those games where you could win like a PSP. And it's just some incomprehensible light game that you have to play. <laughs> Fuck, and it's, yeah, it's part of it is just learning the rules. Damn it! Yeah, I, need eight pl- I need eight plays, honey, for <laughs> for the tutorial. The first two tries are <laughs> tuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they run you through a tutorial for your first three bucks babe come on babe get... we need quarters i remember one of those games i, u- I used a two dollar bill on and it worked <laughs> just disappointing my dad. uh just burning money <laughs> yeah. using like a... well it's like if you ever like you ever get like a machine like the the only example honestly i can think of is like the cigarette vending machine at the casino when you pay with like a 20 dollar bill and your thing is like 11 bucks I don't know why this didn't occur to me. Of course they're not going to give you 25 quarters or what fucking ever. They right. give you like $9 dollar coins. <laughs> no, I've got like nine Sacagawea dollars before. Yes, that happens yeah. at the train station. Oh, so wild. This fucking guy one time, is weird Boston scam, like a, like a, like a white guy scam, was um, this dude... Do you mean three? Do you mean like three cup Monty? I'll end on this since <laughs> I know I'm running along here. But uh, I got off a train, and on the train I had to pay with like a twenty, and then it was like you know all those Sacagawea coins. And this dude catches me off the train in like South Station, and is like, "Hey man!" And he's wearing a suit, and he's got like a phone, and he's like. Hey man, like I'm, I'm, I just got off a business trip. My, call, I lost my wallet, and listen, I'm calling my wife. He like shows me on his phone that he called his wife like twice or something, and like had a very convincing story and was just like, listen, like I would never do this to anyone. I'm a like I, I got money. Like I don't, I don't usually do this, but like I'm just in this such a unique situation that I just need money, and I was like listen to him fucking go on forever because i feel like all right if you're gonna just do the scam like i wasn't sure either way yet and then now looking back i'm like yeah this is obviously some weird fucking scam that only someone from boston would do Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah you know what man i have 20 i have like 19 sacagawea coins so here you go he's like oh thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> just kind of just parted way slinks off like yeah. charlie brown his briefcase <laughs> falls open it's full yeah. of slinkies shit everywhere <laughs> yeah um uh-huh. yeah actually i have a ton of money that i really don't want anymore <laughs> so here you go do you have like a velour purse i could put this in 
here, I've got this big plastic baby bottle full of loose change <laughs> that you have to break to get open. Hey, I was going to go to the coin star, but fuck it. <laughs> Don't put your mouth on it. It tastes like metal. Mm. Um, Shane, maybe it's just because I'm loath to say goodbye to Jacques Tati. Do you want to uh, do you want to do an episode on The Illusionist? That's the one that was written by him and not... Um... Yeah, it's written by him. It's an animated film. Um, mm. Stars like a Tati type character. And from what I understand, it's like the Tati... Or a Hulot type character. Sorry. There's like a Hulot type character. And I, I think it's his relationship with sort of like a kid who's a fan. So it might be kind of in the wheelhouse Aww, of some of this stuff nice. that we've been talking about here. Let's do it. Um, Fuck it. What else are we going to do? Um. Oh, I don't we got to... Do- we got to talk about a new director. Anyway, folks, yeah. um, thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Rep. Um, Jacques Tati, as far as uh, you're concerned, we've, we're done watching the movies you made. So uh, thanks for all the laughs. I really, yeah. uh, sorry if I took you too seriously. You really, really changed my, changed my way for a while there. Um, yeah, au revoir, as they say. Uh, remember when uh, <laughs> we can't do. Our remember when Don is? Anymore. Oh fuck! Let's get him to make another one. Let's get him to make. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like other like themes that they could be. <laughs> do do Italian. <laughs> Give me something that suggests uh Peter Bogdanovich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what music says Ascot? <laughs> um, I um I I do you remember? It's uh, I think it's season um five. Episode six of Mad Men Faraway Places, Don is talking to Megan's mother on the phone and he's trying to pretend. I think he's trying to see if she's like shown up at her house or if he's called her and he's like pretending that he's trying to buy her jewelry. And at the end of the, the, end of the phone call, he hangs up and he goes, he, he says, All right, au revoir. <laughs> hangs up. All right, au revoir. So bizarre. Um, I was just.